Welcome to the Happy Nervous System Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Delahook. What we know about mental health is rapidly changing, and I help you stay up to date on the major paradigm shifts from dating to love to parenting. Get ready to learn about your body, regulate your nervous system, and improve your life and relationships with ease. Let's jump in. Welcome back to the Happy Nervous System Podcast. This is Kendra Delahook. We are in full swing with the holidays, and I'm so aware of how this time of year can be a lot for some people, but there's always extremes. For some, it's it moves way too quickly, and for others, it's a time of slowness. Sometimes it can bring up loneliness and not enough family and loved ones. And for others, there's just no dang space from family members. And it can be a time to really struggle and practice boundary setting. So due to the time of year, I wanted to keep a few episodes short and sweet and really deliver you a lot of value and action steps you can take for yourself as we say goodbye to 2021 and step into the new year, 2022. I could go on about 2021 for a full hour of the highs and lows and turns, and I don't think any of us really expect what's to come anymore with this pandemic. But one thing is for sure, and that is all of our nervous systems have been challenged in multiple ways and stretched thin with everything that's been going on because our nervous system and our body, our mind loves to predict. We love predictability. It's why we engage in routines. And so one of the main reasons why COVID is such a challenge is because it's unpredictable. And we are conditioned to talk to other people and turn on the news, look at social media to try to predict what's happening next. And the truth is we can't. So there is an idea of surrender, a practice of surrender. And if you don't surrender, it can be miserable. And this is also why kids have really just been through the ringer with COVID because they thrive with predictability. Adults can manage it a little bit better. But anyways, let's jump into this episode on how to start this new year with a happy nervous system. If you're listening and this podcast really speaks to you, I hope by now you understand that it is achievable to live in harmony and balance with your body and with your nervous system. It doesn't take a lot of work, and ironically, you have to unwork to have a happy nervous system because our body doesn't like to suffer and to be in pain and to push and to just live in willpower. Our body likes rest and safety and a balance of going and resting and stopping, of pushing and trying and being courageous and resting and stopping. So my challenge to you for 2022, it is directly connected to the idea of control. 
So when we control other things, people, outcomes, situations, we are activated. And there's a few examples I want to share to just remind um, your mind that it knows this concept. So the first one is um, think about when parents lose their children, maybe in a supermarket or at a theme park. Maybe you've seen this. They're terrified, terrified, so scary to lose a little one, screaming, looking around. And when they find them, most of the time, what do they do? They punish the child. They get mad. They try to control the child and really teach them this lesson of never do that again. So why does that happen? Anger is an outward projection of fear. And when we experience fear internally in our body, it feels terrible. It is a really scary thing to be in fight or flight mode in a stress response. So another example is road rage. I see this one every single day in LA, not literally, but close to every day. When someone gets mad, it is just a clear sign to me that they were so scared. So think about someone cutting you off or I don't know, kind of going into your lane and it really startled you. Maybe your tendency is to, I don't know, we all have our own road rage go-to habit, cuss them out, yell, sigh, or floor it, go ahead of them really fast. So that's another example of trying to control the situation when internally inside of your body you feel out of control. So it's an illusion because we usually blame the person or the situation outside of us for making us feel that way. And of course there's a connection, but the amazing thing happens when we move our awareness and the blame from trying to control our life and our situation and our relationships to controlling ourselves. It's a huge shift and it it really is a a humbling shift as well because we're actually admitting that we made a mistake, that we're human, that something didn't feel good in us, and that's vulnerable. Another example of this, um, it's also connected to parenting, and I work with a lot of parents, so I think it's just relevant. But think of like when kids are... I don't know, screaming or or fighting in the car and you're driving, what do you do? You tell them to stop. You try to control the situation, teach them a lesson of don't hit your brother, tell them that they're not going to get X, Y, and Z if they don't stop. So controlling the environment, controlling the back seat. But the shift would be taking a breath, having some kind of cue, to noticing the internal state of your own body. And my guess is that it feels bad. It feels uncomfortable and angry and confused and scared. It could be a million things. But when we talk about having a happy nervous system, it's not about staying in a happy nervous system. We are built to fluctuate. We're actually designed to feel bad and to stress and even to feel fear. 
because it's how we stay alive. We could not live if we did not feel bad. It's supposed to guide us. But the big shift happens when we have the awareness to notice that our the inside of our bodies feel out of control and then choosing to control ourselves instead of doing everything we can to control others. So again, when we control others, when we control our bodies, this is a huge one. There are so many people who try to control their weight, what they eat, just control, control, control as a way to kind of land the discomfort or the chaos they feel internally. So when we control others, our bodies, situations, relationships, it's a sign that we do not feel safe and regulated internally. It's as simple as that. And this alone, it changed my life as a therapist with all the clients that I work with, but it can change your life if you really bring this into your everyday examples. You're, you're also going to see people through a new lens and hopefully have more compassion for them, especially those road ragers. Because then you realize, oh, this isn't an evil person. They're just feeling so out of control inside. And because of that, they're trying to predict and control their environment. So when we control others, it's a guarantee that our nervous system is fired up. Controlling others or manipulating change offers us temporary relief of this discomfort that we're feeling. And sometimes it doesn't even offer relief. It's just kind of our go-to. It's kind of a survival pattern. But it's not a long-term solution. Because sadly, in the long run, we end up damaging our relationships. We end up damaging our bodies, especially if you tend to control exercise and food and diet. And we end up damaging our health. Because living in stress and fear and then projecting anger is actually really bad for health, physical health. So the challenge for you that I have for you is first to have the awareness of this pattern and really see and get to know yourself. Start to study your own behavior of when and how you control things in your life. And then slowly and tenderly and gently make the transition to work on controlling your own state. And that's when you can befriend your nervous system and really feel better in your own body. So an example of this, of really bringing some self-compassion into this process is maybe your partner, this is always a great example, partner goes to the market, you're making a recipe and they bring home the wrong items and you made a clear list, clear, crystal clear. You have this urge, you're tired, you're cooking, you're kind of at your at the end of the day. So you have this urge to criticize, then you start to feel like you want to attack and even start to bring up other instances where they made a mistake or that you don't even feel loved in the relationship. So as this builds within your own body, instead of opening and letting that go, because we all know how criticism turns out, instead, you notice the build and you go, whoa, 
I'm about to be extremely ruthless to my partner right now. This is a red alert that my body is amped with adrenaline. (laughs) It's amped and ready to go in fight or flight mode. And I need to get myself back into feeling safe again. It's not my partner's job. It's not because of the groceries. This is my own job. So it's it sounds easy. I know it's way more difficult to implement, especially if you're used to launch attacks. But this really can be a game changer for you in the new year. And just bringing yourself back to this intention of controlling your internal state and not others is powerful. Another example, if you're a parent, um, is just noticing, whoa, holy cow, I feel like losing my shit on my kid. This happens all the time. I know it does. So instead of letting that cannon fire, you realize you're at a 10 out of 10 frustrated and you build an internal voice. Hello, anger. Wow. Wow. I'm angry. And then saying something like, I'm going to give myself some space instead of disciplining my child right now. So again, discipline is typically an outward expression of your own fear or the own stress response that's happening inside of your body. And if you are new to this podcast, go ahead and listen um, to the two episodes I did on discipline because that goes into more of the physiology of why we discipline in the first place and why it's not effective for children. To wrap up this small but subtle shift, um, I hope it will be profound for you. I want to go over just a few benefits that will come from this practice. The first one being more self-trust and more self-confidence. You start to realize you're not out of control and you're not crazy. You are just human. We were literally built for ups and downs and to launch into stress but the choice lies in what you choose to control. The second benefit, well, your relationships will improve. When we lose it on others and try to change or control them, ironically, this ends up hurting us because they feel less safe and trusting with us, especially children. So it is a huge relationship booster if you start to practice this, but it can be so tempting. to control others. So I get it that this is a tough challenge and it's awesome that you're even up for it. The third benefit is you will build something very, very important, um, a term called interoception. So I've talked about this word, interceptive awareness before on here, but basically it's the ability to feel your body from the inside out. It's the ability to name sensation, to notice subtle shifts, And there's a lot of research out there showing us that people with strong interoceptive awareness have stronger health outcomes and are more satisfied in their relationships and just struggle less. So this is a very powerful practice. Um, If you're into journaling, maybe you can journal about how you're going to set this intention of controlling your internal state and not others around you. And I'd always, I always love to hear from you. So follow us on Instagram at Roya.Wellness. And I will see you in the new year. I am wishing you 
the very best holiday season, a lot of gentleness and compassion in the low, sad, confused, angry moments, but wishing you many more moments of joy and fun and pleasure. Thanks for listening and I will see you soon.